prophets, religions, and books. Islam. A true Muslim does not believe in superstitions. He only laughs at such things as magic, ill omen, fortune telling, incantation, and amulets that contain writings other than those from the Quran. He also laughs at blue beads, putting candles, wires, and threads on tombstones, and at anyone who claims to perform miracles. In fact, most of such things have been conveyed to us from other religions. The great Islamic scholar Imam Rabbani answers in this way to those who expect miracles from men of religion. People expect men of religion to manifest miracles. Some of them may not perform miracles but are still closer to Allah than the others. The greatest miracle is to learn Islam and to lead a life compatible with Islam. Recent research carried out at the University of Stanford in America shows that some people have a sixth sense which enables them to do such things as counting the items in a closed box, reading what is written in a closed envelope, contacting people who is far away or reading a person's thoughts. People from all races and religions have joined the experiment, all having attained the same success, regardless of their religion or race. As it is sometimes seen in the Far East, in China and India, some Chinese soothsayers and Indian fakirs can amaze us by displaying unimaginable and unthinkable feats of skill. Some of them give the impression that they are flying, while others climb unsupported ropes thrown up in the air. On the other hand, Buddhism, the system of belief held by the Chinese, is like a system of philosophy. Buddha, who lived between 563 and 483 BC, Confucius, who lived between 531 and 479 BC, and Lotse were famous philosophers. The principles they taught were the rules of high morality. Buddha teaches people to give up various ambitions, to undergo ascetic austerities, to perform good actions, to be patient, to help one another and to struggle against evil. He says, do as you would be done by. But he does not mention the name of Allah Ta'ala. Though Buddha said that he was only a man, his disciples deified him after his death. They built temples for him, and thus Buddhism was turned into a kind of religion. The Indians' original religion, fire worshipping, is a kind of idolatry. Besides idols, they worship some animals, cows, for example. Neither Buddhism nor fire worshipping is a religion, but still, it is a fact that some people belonging to them display some feats of skill that are very much like miracles. They acquire great feats of skill through a special training of self-discipline, which consists of abstinence, special physical exercises, and by working hard for a long time. Likewise, magnetism, which almost freezes a man by rendering him senseless, and hypnotism, by which a man is inspired with commands and his actions are controlled, are no more than special kinds of powers that some people have. However, what we have seen are not miracles, they are only extraordinary talents.
Today, scientists have established that all people, more or less, have talents of this sort, that some have it in a more developed form, that some people can improve their abilities through special systems, and that everybody will be able to awaken his sixth sense by new and easy methods that will be discovered in the course of time. Then, if a person invested with a developed form of the sixth sense displays, it is not as a feat of skill, but in the name of a miracle, it must be regarded only as a fraud. Imam Ahmed Rabbani, rahmatullahi alayhi, in his 293rd letter, wrote, Wonders and miracles are of two kinds. The first is the knowledge and marifat, gnosis, which belongs to Allah Ta'ala's individuality, his attributes and his actions. This knowledge cannot be obtained by thinking or with the intellect. Allah Ta'ala bestows it upon his beloved ones. The second kind of knowledge concerns worldly mysteries. This miracle may be bestowed upon disbelievers as well as his beloved ones. The first kind of miracles is valuable. They are granted to those who are on the right path and loved by Allah Ta'ala. But the ignorant think that the second one is more valuable. When they hear the word miracle, they consider only the second type. Anybody who cleans up his soul or nafs by refraining from people and by hunger can understand the mysteries of creatures. But because most people always give more importance to worldly things, they consider the ones who have the second kind awliya. They do not appreciate the truthful ones. They say that if they were real awliya, they would be able to inform us about our situation. Using this invalid logic, they deny Allah Ta'ala's beloved slaves. In the 260th letter, he wrote, being a wali means getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. The miracles related to creatures may be endowed upon those who have attained this rank. An abundance of miracles do not prove that the owner, the wali, has a high rank. A wali does not have to know that miracles are emanating from himself. Allah Ta'ala may make the figure of a wali visible in different countries at the same moment. He is seen doing marvelous things in places quite far from one another, but he is unaware of all these things. There may be some walis who are aware of their state, but they will not reveal it to strangers because they do not attach importance to them. Ibn Hajar Makki, who is the darling of the Ahl Sunnah scholars and whose words are taken as a proof, conveys the following hadith immediately before the chapter Ihtikar in his book Zawajir. I take an oath by Allah Ta'ala that the worship performed by those who have eaten a piece of haram food will not be accepted for 40 days. And Salat, which has been performed with a shirt on, bought with haram money, will not be accepted. And the alms given from haram money will not be accepted. His sins will not be reduced. Sufyan Savri says that doing pious deeds and establishing foundations with haram money is like washing dirt with urine. A true Muslim does not perform his acts of worship as a show before others. Worship is done secretly or performed in a congregation in mosques.
When a good Muslim wants to do something benevolent or give alms to a person, he does it secretly too. And he does not hurt the feelings or affect the prestige of a person by reminding him of it. Allah Ta'ala emphatically commands this to be done in this way in the Quran Al-Kareem again and again. In brief, a true Muslim is a perfect human being who has all the traits of a good character, is fully equipped with high moral quality, dignified, extremely pure both physically and in soul and trustworthy in every respect. The great Islamic scholar Imam Ghazali who lived between 450 and 505 or 1058 and 1111 classifies human beings into four groups in his book Kimyai Sadat which he published nearly 900 years ago in the Persian language. The first group are those who know nothing except eating, drinking and enjoying worldly pleasures. The second group consists of those who use force, oppress people and are cruel. The third group consists of those who deceive others by trickery. And only the fourth group consists of the true Muslims who have the above mentioned high morality. But one thing not to be forgotten is that there is a way leading from each person's heart to Allah Ta'ala. The question is how to send the light of Islam to people. The person who feels light in his heart, no matter what group he belongs to, feels penitence for his wrongdoings and finds the right way. If all people would accept Islam, neither evil nor deceit, nor war, nor oppression, nor cruelty would remain on the earth. It is therefore a duty for us all to do our best to be perfect and true Muslims and to propagate Islam all over the world, explaining its essence and its details. It is jihad to do so. Always address people with a sweet speech and with understanding, even if they are of other religions. Allah Ta'ala commands this in the Quran Al-Kareem. It is written in the books of Fuk that it is sinful to hurt a non-Muslim's feelings or to taunt him because he is a disbeliever. A Muslim who does so will be punished. The aim is to teach everybody how lofty Islam is and this jihad can be done only with a sweet tongue, knowledge, patience and iman. He who wants to convince someone about a fact should first of all believe it himself and a Muslim never loses his patience or else he will have difficulty in explaining his belief. There is no other religion which is as clear and as logical as Islam. A person who has grasped the essence of this religion can easily prove to anyone that this religion is the only correct religion. We should not regard people of other religions as bad-tempered people. For sure, kufr or infidelity, that is not to be a Muslim, is always evil. Since disbelief is a harmful and corrupt way of life that leads one to calamities in this world and the next, Allah Ta'ala has sent the religion of Islam so that people will live brotherly in comfort and in peace in this world and avoid the endless torments of the hereafter. Kafirs or disbelievers, that is those who are not Muslims, are wretched people devoid of this way to happiness. We should pity them and not hurt them at all. 
it is forbidden or haram even to backbite them. Whether a person is meant for paradise or for hell will be certain only at his final breath. All of the heavenly religions hold the belief of one Allah, except, of course, the ones that have been defiled. In the Quran Al-Karim, Allah Ta'ala invites all people to the right way. He promises that he will forgive all the past wrongdoings of a person who adopts this way. Those who are in other religions are poor people, deceived by Satan or by those who know nothing about Islam. Most of them are unfortunate people who, while believing in one Allah Ta'ala like us and trying to attain his love, have been misled into wrong ways. With patience, sweet speech, reason and logic, we should guide them to the right way. Before they were defiled by mankind, all the heavenly religions teaching the belief in the existence and oneness of Allah Ta'ala were the same with respect to the principles of belief. The three major religions from Hadrat Musa to Hadrat Muhammad salam, namely Judaism, Christianity and Islam professed belief in one Allah and taught that Allah's prophets والتسلمات, were human beings like us. But Jews denied Hadrat Isa and Muhammad salam, and Christians who never did rescue themselves from idolatry thought that Hadrat Isa salam, was the son of Allah. Although Hadrat Isa had said, I am a human just like you, I am not Allah's son. They still worship three different deities under the names of Father Allah Ta'ala, Son Isa salam, and the Holy Spirit. There were popes like Honorius who realized that this was false and wrong and tried to correct it. But the correction of this wrong belief has been possible only with Islam, which Allah Ta'ala has revealed through his last prophet Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then no one can deny the fact that Islam, which has accumulated within itself the main principles of these three religions and which has purged them from the superstitions that had penetrated them, is the only true religion. Fellowes, an Englishman who converted to Islam, says, while attempting to correct the numerous erroneous beliefs in Christianity, Martin Luther was unaware of the fact that Hadrat Muhammad had already corrected all those faults by announcing Islam exactly 900 years before him. That is why it is necessary to accept Islam as a completely purified version of Christianity and to believe that Hadrat Muhammad is the last prophet. Mm -hmm.